with deeds of loving kindness i purify my body with open hands of generosity i purify my body with stillness simplicity and contentment i purify my body with truthful communication i purify my speech with mindfulness clear and radiant i purify my mind salutation to the three jewels buddha vandana
presence in the Buddha, we offer candles. To him who is the light, we offer light. From his greater lamp, a lesser lamp we light within us. The lamp of Bodhi shining within our hearts. Sugandha Puja, offering of incense. Gandha Sambhara Yutena Dupena Sugandina Ujaye Pujaniyantan Puja Bhajana Muttamam Prevalence in the Buddha, we offer incense, the fragrance of which pervades the air. The fragrance of the perfect life, sweeter than incense, spreads in all directions throughout the world. Puja offering of flowers. One Gandha Unope Tangetang Kusuma Santatin Ujayami Munindas Siripada Saroruhe Ujemi Buddham Kusumena Nena Punjena Mete Nacheho. Prevalence in the Buddha, we offer flowers. Flowers that today are fresh and sweetly blooming. Flowers that tomorrow are faded and fallen. Our bodies to like flowers will pass away. Pani Puja, offering of water. Adhiva se tuno bhante paniyam parikapitam anukampam upadaya patigan hatumutamam Although the blessed one, please accept this water as an offering to you out of great compassion for us. Panika puja offering of fruit juice. Adhiva se tuno bhante panakam parikapitam anukam pangupadaya patiganhatumutamam O Lord, the Blessed One, may this fruitfulness be kindly accepted by you out of great compassion for us. May the merit gain in my acting thus alleviate the suffering of all beings, my personality throughout my existences, my processes and my merit in all three ways. I give up without regard to myself for the benefit of all beings. Sukita hum tunyam. 
evil of which I have reaper through my ignorance and foolishness, evil in the world of everyday experience, as well as evil in understanding and intelligence. All that I acknowledge to the Buddha, may the Lord perceive this kindly, just as it is with its many faults, what is not good or blessed one, I shall not do again. Kāyena vācha shittena pamātena maya katam achayam khamame bhante goripanya tathāgata Kāyena vācha shittena pamātena maya katam achayam Kamame Bhante Bhuripanya Tathagata Kayena Vacha Chitena Kamadena Mayakatam Achayam Kamame Bhante Bhuripanya Tathagata we dedicate this place to the three jewels, to the Buddha, the ideal of enlightenment to which we aspire, to the Dhamma, the path of the teaching which we follow, to the Sangha, the spiritual fellowship with one another which we enjoy. Here may no idle words be spoken, here may no unquiet thought disturb our minds. To the observance of the five precepts we dedicate this place, to the practice of meditation we dedicate this place, the development of wisdom, we dedicate this place. To the attainment of enlightenment, we dedicate this place. Advice of all the Buddhas. Sabha papas akaranam kusalas upasampada sachitta pariyodapanam etam buddhana sasanam Recite Metta Sutta. This is this course on Love and Kindness, page number 31. Karaniya Matha Kusalena Yantam Santam Padam Abhisamecha Sakho Ujucha Sujucha Suvacho chasa mudu anati mani Santusa kocha subharocha Apaki chocha salaukavati Santindriyocha nibhakocha Apagabho kulesu ananugiddho Nachakutam samachare kinchi Yena vinyu pare upavadeyum Sukhino vake minohantu Sabbe zatta bhavantu sukhitatta Yeke jipana bhutadhi Tasavadhavarava anavasesa Dighavaye mahantava 
is a mindfulness meditation mindfulness meditation on breathing we call it pali anapana sati bhavana breathing in and out mindfully we have to close our eyes gently and keep back to straight
plans in the future and uh, we can think to ourselves my mind is calm my mind is pure no any disturbances and negative thoughts now we can take deep
are the fundamental rules in Buddhism prescribed by the Buddha for lay followers which can be observed in day-to-day -day life. If any, anyone overpasses five precepts, he uproots three of self. There are two verses in Dhammapada, the verses number 246 and 247. It says, Whose who soul in this world destroys life, tells destroys life, tells lies, takes what is not given, goes to others' wives, and is addicted to intoxicating drinks, such a one digs up his own root in this world. In this context, a person compared to a tree by the Buddha and those five precepts to the five principal roots of tree. If one deviates or cuts one by one of these precepts, he is confronted with calamity of his own immoral actions. Morality should be practiced uninterruptedly to receive magnificent results because some people are unable to continue it, even they observe it due to some reasons as some sources disclose. Here, in, here is an example. Venerable Sariputta instructed some wicked hunters as well as, well as anglers, anglers to observe precepts and they also did it since their faith at him, but forget the observation quickly. It seems that the minds of those people are polluted or filled with mental diseases. These are some explanations about Sila. Establishment of morality which is common to Theravada and Mahayana Buddhism is the restraint in bodily actions and verbal actions. Development of wholesome bodily and verbal actions forms the foundation for both traditions, Theravada and Mahayana. The Buddhist morality or sila, which is samavacha, right speech, Sama Kamata, right action, and Sama Ajiva, right livelihood, is known as the foundation constituent in the Noble Eightfold Path. Sila, right speech, right action, and right livelihood constitutes morality section in Pali we call Sila Kanda of the Noble Eightfold Path or Arya Attangika. In fact, morality is the performance of 
wholesome actions with the intention or chetana to correct unwholesome actions which is manifested in body, speech and mind and reflect on then wholesome actions of Dasakusala Kamma to remedy for the unwholesome actions of Dasakusala Kamma. Purity of morality or Sila Visuddhi is the purification attained through refraining from bodily and verbal misconduct as well as from unwholesome livelihood. It is the non-transgression through body and speech of the basic precepts regulating the moral life, developing into the habitual conformation to the principles of righteous conduct. It is not the mere outward behavioral control. The moral purity which is of deeper and more psychological significance is the inner purifications of character. Thus the two-dimensional quality of moral purity is the purification of conduct and the purification of character. The five precepts of Panchasila is the foundation in this regard. The basic morality is the five precepts of Panchasila for laity, the eight precepts also are Tangasila for lay people, and the ten precepts, Dasasila for novice monks and nuns. The overall ethical behavior. 227 moral rules we call Bhikkhu Kathimokha are for fully ordained monks and 311 moral rules in Pali we call Bhikkhuni Kathimokha for fully ordained nuns. There are two types of sila explained in the commentary. The first one is Charitta Sila, the second one is Varitta Sila. Charitta Sila means <coughs> developed, or in Pali we call Kusala Sampada, do good or respect, obedient, help, charity, and protect. Varitta Sila means avoidance. Papasa <coughs> Akrana do not bad, abandoning, refraining, restraint, non-transgression, for example, killing or stealing, drinking, <coughs> intoxicant, etc. There are these three kinds of purity or Visuddhi explained in Visuddhi Magga, the commentary. The first one, Kaya Visuddhi bodily purity, the second one vachi visuddhi, verbal purity, and the third one chitta visuddhi, mental purity. Kaya and vachi visuddhi refers to sila category and chitta visuddhi refer to bhavana or meditation. 
In Visuddhi Mankar says or explains like this No Ganga, Jamuna, Sarabhu, Sarasati or noble river of Mahi is able to wash out the stain in things that appear in the world. For only virtuous water can wash out the stain in living beings. The explanation in Visuddhi Mankar. Sila is a mode of mind and volition manifested in the speech or bodily action. It is the foundation of the whole Buddhist practice. In Jata Sutta, the Sutta from Sanyutta Nikaya Devata Sanyutta, the Devata, a deity, went to the Buddha and he asked the question, not question, just he said uh, the stanza is like a, yeah, a question. He said, a tangle inside, a tangle outside. This generation is tangled in a tangle. I ask you this, O Gautama, who can distangle this tangle? Then the Buddha answered like this. This is very famous stanza. Sile patitthaya narosa panyo chittam panyan chabhavayan Then like that way Buddha says a man established on virtue, wise, developing the mind and wisdom, a bhikkhu ardent and direct, discreet, he can distangle, distangle. Then another explanation about Sila in the commentary, Kaya Vachanam Samoro Silam. The meaning of that saying is Sila means discipline of the body and speech. Then there's a sutta called Sonadanda Sutta in Diga Nikaya, sutta number four. The dialogue with Sonadanda and Buddha. Buddha said, Sila Pariyodatam Panya, Panya Pariyodatam Sila. In English, so it is Brahmin. Wisdom is purified by morality. And morality is purified by wisdom. Where one is, the other is. The moral man has wisdom and the wise man has morality. And the combination of morality and wisdom is called the highest thing in the world. The Buddha further explained the sealer like this way, abandoning the taking of life, he dwells refraining from taking life. Without sticks or sword, scrupulous, compassionate, trembling for the welfare of all living beings and so forth. Then this Panchasila uh, or Inogrim Virtues 
explain this way the five precepts. These basic training rules are observed by all lay Buddhists. I think you know in Pali, Panati Pata Vedamani, Sikhapadan Samadhyan is the first precept. I undertake the precept to refrain from destroying living creatures. The second one, Adinadana Veramani, Sikhapadan Samadhyami, I undertake the precept to refrain from taking what is not given. The third one, Kames, Michachara, Veramani, Sikhapadan Samadhyami, I undertake the precept to refrain from sexual misconduct. Number four, Musavada Veramani, Sikhapadan Samadhyami, I undertake the precepts to refrain from incorrect speech. Then the last one, Surameraya, Manchapama Dattana Veramani, Sikhapadan Samadhyami. I undertake the precepts, precept to refrain from intoxicating drinks and drugs which leads to carelessness. You know, one sutta from Anguttara Nikaya, books 4, sutta number 99, it uh, is called in Pali Sikha Sutta. Sikha means, means training, training sutta. This sutta elucidates that an individual who practice, practices virtue for his own benefit and for that of others, that Sutta explains the precepts like this. Number one, abstaining from the taking of life and encourages others in undertaking abstinence from the taking of life. The second one, he himself abstains from stealing and encourages others in undertaking abstinence from stealing. The third one, he himself abstain, abstains from sexual misconduct and encourages others in undertaking abstinence from sexual misconduct. Number four, he himself abstains from lying and encourages others to undertaking abstinence from <coughs> lying. The last one, he himself abstains from intoxicants that cause heedlessness and encourages others in undertaking abstinence from intoxicants that cause heedlessness. According to this explanation, it shows five things related to the <coughs> precepts. Those are, number one, refrain from it. Number two, observe it. Number three, practice it. Number four, encourage others. And last one, admire who practice it. Then the <coughs> significance of morality according to the suttas. 
the violation of moral precept through bodily and verbal actions is inwardly propelled by the noxious trio greed hatred and delusion lobha dosha moha these are called akusala mula refrain from the violation of the moral discipline reinforces the outward suppression of harmful mental factors and in turn helps one to suppress the inward detrimental factors as a whole moral restraint and moral purity establish sound outward conditions which help inward progress the minimal moral discipline generally for all the buddhist path seekers designated in buddhism is the five moral precept of pancasila as far as the household life is concerned pancasila is designated for the lay people upasaka and upasika one of the most indispensable prerequisites or preliminaries for lay in foundation for the progress of meditation is the purification of morality as it is endowed with psychological strength such as non remorse joy and rapture this helps a meditator to remain psychologically <coughs> undisturbed and inwardly calm and to help maintain concentration during his practice meditation practice in the training sutta of anuttara nikaya practicing sila explain this way that the sutta anuttara nikaya books number books nine sutta number 73 buddha says because there are these five setbacks in the training what five the destruction of life taking what is not given sexual misconduct false speech and indulging in liquor wine and intoxicants the basis for heedlessness these are the five setbacks in the training then further buddha explains the four right strivings are to be developed for abandoning these five setbacks in the training then the says what for number 1 a bhikkhu generates desire for the non arising of unarisen bad unwholesome qualities he makes an effort arouses energy applies his mind and strives number 2 he generates 
desire for the abandoning of Addison Ben unwholesome qualities, he makes an effort, arouses energy, applies his mind and strive. Number three, he generates desire for the horizon of unarisen wholesome qualities. He makes an effort, arouses energy, applies his mind and strive. The first two about unwholesome, the, the, the other two is uh, wholesome actions. The fourth one, last one, he generates desire for the maintenance of addition, wholesome qualities for their non-decline, increase, expansion and fulfillment by development. He makes an effort, arouses energy, applies his mind and strive. These four right strivings are to be developed for abandoning these five setbacks in the training. The self-torment sutta also from Anguttara Nikaya books for sutta number 198 the self-torment explains training and way of life and we can say this is higher spiritual training here explains seven types of training ways or seven sikhapada number one having abandoned the destruction of life he abstains from the destruction of life with the rod and weapon laid aside, conscientious and kindly, dwells compassionate toward all living beings. Number two, having abandoned the taking what is not given, he takes only what is given, expects only what is given and dwells honestly without thoughts of theft. Third one, Having abandoned sexual activity, he observes celibacy, living apart, abstaining from sexual intercourse, the common person's practice. Number four, having abandoned false speech, he abstains from false speech, he speaks truth and hears truth. He is trustworthy and reliable, no deceiver of the world. Then number five, having abandoned divisive speech, he abstains from divisive speech. He does not rest, uh, repeat elsewhere what he has heard here in order to divide those people from these, nor does he repeat to those what he has heard elsewhere in order to divide those people from those. Thus he is one who reunites those who are divided, 
a promoter of un promoter of unity who enjoys concord rejoices in concord delights in concord speaker of words that promote concord then the number 6 having abandoned harsh speech he abstains from harsh speech he speaks words that are gentle pleasing to ear lovable words that go to the heart courteous words that are desired by many people and agreeable to many people the last one having abandoned idle chatter he abstains from idle chatter he speaks at a proper time speaks what is truthful speaks what is beneficial speaks on the dhamma and discipline at the proper time he speaks such words as are worth recording seasonable sufficient and beneficial this sutta is a uh, there's no fifth uh, precept explained eh? the fifth one intoxicating drinks then the one once the buddha said uh, this this uh, also a saying of the buddha sangvasena ko maharaja silangvedi tabbang oh great king virtues should be known by associating throughout a long time mindfully and that to someone who attains wisely not in a hurry then this uh, first precept based on compassion prohibits killing hunting and torturing the second forbids stealing actions supporting stealing and actions analogous to stealing this is to secure observance of others right regarding their property the third is meant as a guide against perverse sexual actions and unfaithfulness in marriage life the fourth emphasizes truthfulness and includes avoidance of telling direct and indirect falsehood and the breaking of promises the fifth is to prevent indulgence in intoxicants the first precept is based on the virtues of loving kindness and compassion the second calls for energy and effort in following the right means of earning <coughs> one's livelihood for the per perfection of the third precept there is laid down set of reciprocal values between husband and wife this is faithfulness to contentment with each other the 
positive practices supporting the fourth precept are four kinds. Fidelity in the performance of one's duty. The second one, truthfulness towards a loyalty. Third one, truthfulness towards one's superiors. And the last one, gratitude towards one's benefactor. The first, this first precept prohibits the killing of one's oneself as well as others. Suicide is thus regarded as a serious crime from the standpoint of both religion and the state law. Only those who give themselves up to the miseries of life can resort to such a practice. But they should never overlook the fact that birth at the level of a human being is a rare event and very difficult to obtain in the various worlds of sentient existence. It is therefore exceedingly bad that a person once in possession of this valuable birth should do away with it in so foolish a manner. Since death is sure to come, whether one wants it or not. The essence of the matter is in whether or not the killing is done with a purpose overpowered by a, a strong evil desire. Thus, killing for the sake of earning a living may in some cases not be regarded as a sufficient cause when a person, in spite of the fact that he is able to earn his living by some other means, still prefers doing so in this disgraceful fashion because of a strong greedy. In absolute terms, and from the moral point of view, the act of killing is always wrong as it is against the first precept. From the karmic standpoint, however, there can be a great difference in both the degree and the amount of evil committed when the Three bases of judgment. Those three bases are object, motive, and effort are taken into account both individually and collectively. The second precept this precept prohibits an offense against other people's property, thereby encouraging a right means of livelihood. It is based on the fact that everyone has the right to the ownership over his own property. He who refuses to obey this universal law trans 
this is the second precept he has committed an evil action broadly speaking there are three degrees of stealing direct stealing indirect stealing and actions analogous to stealing the direct stealings like this are stealing snatching extortion gang robbery lying deceit imitation breaking of promises pilfering change smuggling and embezzlement these are the direct stealings then indirect stealing means that conduct which although not direct forms of theft as earlier ones are closely associated with them and considered equally blameworthy those are to acting as an accomplice a double c o m p l i c e accomplice exploiting accepting bribery etc the third precept the underlying purpose of this precept is to prevent disunity and to promote mutual trust it is marriage life that makes two people both strangers to each other become one in body and mind but with the intervention of a third person the unity between the two is severed resulting in bitter hatred and revenge this immoral practice of the part of a third person cuts the ground from beneath the foundations of human society in that it breeds jealousy suspicion and unrest in previously peaceful families where two persons are tenderly devoted to each other adultery is both a crime and evil a heavy penalty being inflicted in the realm of moral conduct and that of the country law as far as the law of karma or morality is concerned it is as a rule differentiated differentiated by the three standards of object volition and effect no effect effort those who want to marry should find a mate from among those who are not forbidden to them it is true a healthy union that both will be equal parents in society as well as in private in times of sickness and as well as health the fourth precept this precept includes all degrees and types of falsehood it is the aim of this precept 
to avoid verbally injuring another's name or reputation. It is natural that everyone should expect truthfulness from everyone else in whatever matter is being communicated. This part of the universal law and he who violates it by telling falsehood is committing an evil action. There are three kinds of falsehood, direct falsehood, indirect falsehood and the breaking of promises. The direct falsehoods are downright lie, oath breaking, while, w-i-l-e, hypocrisy, exaggeration, concealment, etc. Indirect falsehoods are injuring words, sarcasm, insult, thoughtless lie, insinuation or unpleasant hint. Then the, the last precept, the fifth one, through our own foolishness with liquor, we become impulsive and are driven to emotional action or even go insane or crazy. There will be no greater regret than this. Such, however, is only the moral side of a person's affairs, person's affairs. Often are more serious troubles which follows. This may be a fine, imprisonment, injury or dismissal from a position in disgrace. According to the scriptures, especially in Sigalovada Sutta, the evil of taking into intoxicating drinks are six kinds. This advantages of <coughs> taking intoxicants. Number one, it is a waste of money. Number two, it often leads to quarrels. Number three, it is harmful to one's health. Number four, it is a cause of disgrace. Number five, it leads to impudent actions. And number six, it weakens a person's power of reason or uh, knowledge. Violation of this precept often leads a person to the four previously mentioned evils. It is because of this fact the Buddha laid down the fifth precept, for when this precept is strictly observed, the chance for committing the four other evils will be greatly reduced, if not eliminated. These five precepts have been formulated for the welfare and security of everyone and their observance means peace and happiness not only of the individual understanding to preserve them in purity but also to all others with whom he has contact.
then finally I would like to explain the good results of practicing this sealer, the wholesome results gained by keeping the five precepts. Number one, when you keep or do not violate the first one, these are the advantages or good results. Number one, no physical disabilities. The next one, no dry and lifeless look. Number three, no weakness and sluggishness. Next, no fear of dangers. Next one, no fear of being killed. No others and committing suicide. No lots of diseases. No loss of friends and no short life. Then the second precept. No poverty. No loss of your belongings. To the five enemies, these are the five enemies, water or flood, fire or conflagrations, thieves, tyrants or bad leaders and unloved heirs like bad sons and daughters. Then number three, Kamesu Michachara Veramani. Not hated by many, not lots of enemies, peace and happy family, no fear and embarrassment, no physical deformities, no much worries and no separation from your loved ones. Then the fourth one, the advantages or uh, yes, good results. No unclear speech, no crooked teeth, no foul mouth, no dull senses, no lack of honor, no roughness in the speech and no lack of calm. The last one, no loss of judgment, not being lazy, not being forgetful, not being insane sense of gratitude, moral shame and moral fear. Those are the good results to keeping five precepts. Okay. The end of the Dhamma talk. Okay, now we terminate this service. You come to Buddhist library and observe five precepts and we offered offerings to the Buddha remembering the qualities of the Buddha and also Dhamma and Sangha and uh, we practice loving-kindness meditation we chanted Metta Sutta and also we practice mindfulness meditation listen to the, listen to the Dhamma practicing these Dhamma Sila Bhavana you accrue a lot of merits. We can share these merits with our departed relatives. May they receive our merits. May they enjoy our merits. 
valuable they may be and also we can share these merit with deities and finally due to these merits and also the, by the power of Buddha, Dhamma and Sangha may no harm come to you, may no difficulties come to you, may no problems come to you, may you always meet with success, peace, happiness, good luck and good health. Finally, may all members in the families and friends attain the supreme, supreme bliss of Nibbana one day. Sabbe Buddha Balapatta Pache Kanam Chayam Balam Arham Tanan Chate Jena Rakham Bandami Sambaso Sampitio Vivachantu Sambarogo Vinasatu Mate Bavatantara Yosuki Diga Yupo Bava Bava to Sampa Mangalam Rakan to Sampa Devata Sabha Buddha Nubhavena Sada Sati Bhavantute Bhavatu Sabha Mangalam Rakkantu Sabha Devata Sabha Dhamma Nubhavena Sada Sati Bhavantute Bhavatu Sabha Mangalam Rakkantu Sabha Devata Sabha Sangha Nubhavena Sada Sati Bhavantute Sabha Yeah.